What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Insurrection Inc. podcast. We want to thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoy the show. Hey guys, it's Jay. Just want to say before we start the show that remember we have a Discord now where you can come interact with us and listen in in some of our shows live. The link is in all of our bios and it's going to be in the show notes page. And we are also starting up a merch store. So if you have any ideas or requests, just DM us and let us know. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to the Insurrection Inc. podcast. Today we've got me and Jay, along with my good friend Baz, um, here to talk about a variety of topics. Baz is actually a personal friend of mine and uh, one of my success stories in my converts to libertarianism slash anarchism. So, what's up, Baz? Hello. <laughs> That's not what what's up means, idiot. Uh, I'm recording a podcast. Wow. <laughs> Cow. Wow. Very <Wow>. astute. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> so, Porter, what do we have on the menu today? So, yeah, the first topic we wanted to touch on was, uh, I guess, how I got Baz into this in the first place. Because Baz wasn't really, I guess you could call him politically homeless. He didn't really have a political <laughs> affiliation, just some beliefs he knew of. And then, I guess, almost two years ago now, like a year and a half ago now, uh, I started talking to him because he was like, he heard about some of my beliefs. And he's like, that sounds insane. And then I started to, you know, saw your taxation actually discussing it with him. And he became convinced. So, yeah, uh, but that, say that again. I what was he wearing I, when you? I saw your taxationist death shirt. <laughs> oh, that's so right. Yeah. Porter's one of those libertarians. <laughs> <laughs> hey, buddy, libertarian, I am. <laughs> well, yeah, so Baz first saw that. I always got attention for that one. That was pretty fun, <laughs> but. Um... I don't remember exactly how you first approached it, but like I, I just remember starting sending sending you links and like explaining how it would work, and you became convinced pretty quickly. Yeah. Uh, do you yeah. remember exactly how it happened? We were we were sitting in uh like I think it was government class or economics. It was one of those, and uh and it wasn't a tax. It was make taxation theft again. That's what it said. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> and um yeah, I asked you about that. And then you just came and you came over and sat with me and Ben and we had like an hour long discussion. And like <laughs> Were you guys already friends like, at that point? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So like So yeah, like basically like you just you just started explaining it to me and then I just kinda like asked questions like if I had a problem with something you said and you would explain it. And it took you like an hour, and like after an hour, like I was like, like I wasn't like sure about it, but at the same time, like I was like definitely more convinced than I have been of anything else, like politically, like that. Yeah. Do you remember some of the questions you asked? Because I'm pretty sure you asked the Rhodes question. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I know I asked the Rhodes question, but I think the first question, I think I, I think I said about. I I said infrastructure, so at least I didn't say my roads, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I think the first question I asked was uh, like how poor people would get criminal justice. Yeah, that's right. And I actually sent you a video, uh, a series of videos based on like David Friedman's work, and then we interviewed him a few weeks ago on this podcast, which is pretty cool. <laughs> But yeah, yeah, I watched all those YouTube videos on, like, how the courts would work and stuff. And, like, I was still kind of unsure about it, but eventually, I think I just did enough reading and talked to you enough that eventually I was just like, yeah. But I know it didn't take me long. It took me, like, a week. Yeah. <laughs> that was quick. <laughs> like, I didn't, I didn't go, like, libertarian, minarchist, anarchist. I went, like, politically homeless to libertarian to anarchists like with that's fucking insane (laughs) (laughs) well i think i'd have like that whole oh what's the difference between a minarchist and an anarchist six months it was like six (laughs) months of the day you just you dove right into the fucking deep end olympic dive (laughs) i mean yeah it was like like three months for me but yeah baz was really fast (laughs) (laughs) i mean because like the way porter described it like I don't know, like, the thing, I mean, like, the ideas about, like, not coercing peaceful people, 
and not using like force against people like that really just like I mean like I understood that that was like the basis of the the ideology and like there's no like I mean there's no way to justify minarchism like with I mean like you have to use coercion for even a, a night watchman state that's a spicy take yeah. <laughs> but it, it's like undeniable at the same time like it shouldn't be a spicy take it's, oh it is undeniable but it's still a spicy take a lot of things self-evident about minarchism but you're still gonna piss off a minarchist if you say that i mean like, they I love just, to try and explain how it can be voluntary and stuff like that but <laughs> it, it always falls flat on its face so and like they, i've never i've never like debated a minarchist so like i really like haven't ever like come across anyone that tries like it's either like they're a statist or they're not but like Never, never debated anyone that like really believes that like a night watchman state. Their argument still, is just you know necessary evil. Mm-hmm. I still like Pierre Bylan's uh, framing of the the conversation. He calls them mini status or status with a fetish for small. <laughs> he doesn't call them minarchists. <laughs> I yeah, remember that in, y'all, in the Pierre Bylan episode. That's what he said. Yeah, it's for a fetish for small government. <laughs> uh, let's see. I'm trying to remember more about what happened before we had that like hour long conversation in class, though. I I do remember you had an unpopular opinion, which was you thought all drugs should be legalized, uh, right? Yeah, I've thought that. Mm-hmm. How did you come it's to that good. belief before you learned about libertarianism? Um. A lot of experimenting. Yeah. <laughs> but, um... <laughs> one second. But, yeah, I guess, like... It was just... I mean, like, I, I the thing about, like, victimless crimes was a big thing. And then, um, specifically, like, when I think about, like... Like, um... Because, like, that was, like, right around the time when, like, fentanyl and the opiate problem was, like, really getting, like, in the news and becoming really big. So, like, I, like, thinking about that and, like, like knowing, knowing, like, how opiates, like, affect people, um, I just eventually realized, um, I don't know when exactly I, like, first thought of this, but I, I just eventually, like, realized that the only way to stop people from dying, like, uh, the only people to, the only way to stop people from dying of heroin overdoses or fentanyl overdoses would be to have it like sold in a free market like capacity where it could be like standardized and without that there would never be any like there wouldn't be any sort of standardization and there's no way to like i mean if drugs were legal but there were still a state like the state could regulate like the strength and the purity of like heroin or any opiates like that, and they could distribute Narcan um, to people for free, which, I mean, they sort of do already, but it's not really widespread. And if you don't know, Narcan is the brand name for naloxone, which is the, it's the drug that reverses an opiate overdose. Um, oh, shit. Didn't know about that. Yeah, like, it, it's actually, like, it's actually like a miracle drug. Like, it really is kind of crazy how well it works. Like, because like if someone takes an opiate and overdoses, like, as long as they're still like, I mean, like if if they've overdosed for a while, like if it happened a while ago, like they're they're gonna die. But if you get them within like fifteen twenty minutes of them overdosing, it just wakes them back up and they're fine. Like they're huh. literally no like. The only side effect is, um, like, it makes them dope sick. It makes them, like, have withdrawals. But, like, that's better than being dead. We can cut this part out if if we need to, because I don't know if you want to talk about it, but haven't you administered Narcan to somebody before? Yeah, yeah, I have. And I don't don't care. Like, y'all can put this part in. Okay, that's that's crazy to me. It's like fixer and fall up. Yeah, no, I've, um... (laughs) It was in Charleston, and I knew this guy that he would take a lot of opiates and shit. And I don't know exactly what he took, 
that day. Oh, it was it was scary, like thinking about it. But yeah, I don't know exactly what he took that day, but it was like I just remember him like he was just kind of like sitting there with us, and then he just like like if we weren't paying attention, it's e- really easy to miss. Like he he just like falls asleep, and like to us it just looked like he fell asleep, but like then we checked his breathing, and he just wasn't breathing at all. Oh shit! Damn. <laughs> Alright, so uh, moral of the story, children, don't do opioids. Stick to the <laughs> nice stuff. <laughs> but yeah, but if, so if you like, do do opioids, steal oxycontin from your uh, your dad's cabinet from your mom. <laughs> <laughs> I think. <that's... laughs> actually, I actually do know a girl that uh, one time she wanted to try it. Her dad had like a back problem because he had an accident at work, and he never. T- is oxy so like one time she just stole one of the pills with her friends and just tried it and she didn't like it (laughs) (laughs) yeah i feel like that's how a lot of people start on opiates too is just stealing like pain pills or shit like that oh yeah but but yeah so i mean like seeing like how how like how much better like the users of opiates would be like if drugs are illegal just kind of convinced me of that. Because huh. I remember getting into some arguments with people in class, like on your side, um, way before we even had that, that conversation that kind of started to turn you. But I guess this is a pretty good segue to the next point. Uh, not directly related, but since we're <laughs> talking a little bit about the justice system and the law, you've had some encounters with that before, haven't you? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so like, so yeah like the worst um like so what happened was i got suspended from college of charleston and when you get suspended they they ban you from the campus like for the one week that you're suspended or whatever i was suspended for but um one second but yeah um I can't think straight. I lost my train of thought. Okay, so yeah, when they suspend you, it's um like it you're just not allowed on campus. So I was waiting outside of my friend's dorm so that she could bring me a sweatshirt because it was cold outside, and I didn't really have a place to go. Like I was just gonna spend the night at a friend's house, but like I didn't want to go over there right then because he wasn't even over there. So I was just hanging out around the campus, but not, like, on the campus. Because her dorm is right across the street from this church, and I'm standing in this church parking lot. Or at least I think it's a church parking lot. And um, the campus police pull up and tell me I'm trespassing. And I'm like, well, I mean, can I just, like, walk over to the sidewalk over there? Like, I'm, like, five feet away. Like, it, I, I don't feel like this is a big deal. And they're like no uh, you're being detained and i'm like what so i sit there and like i sit there and argue with him for a while not like not like like i respectfully like asked them why they had to arrest me for something so like trivial yeah and um they just kind of like they just kind of gave your standard bullshit like you know it's against the law which was pretty much their answer so I, they took me to Charleston County Detention Center, and I had to spend the night in jail and get bonded out. I mean, it was a, I got bonded out for free in the morning because it was like a minor offense. But, um, but yeah, they, I had to stay there in the night, overnight, which is, if you ever spend a night in jail, it's because, like, <laughs> Charleston County, like, a lot of jails, like, I feel like they, like, give the people that, like, are being held overnight, like, they'll give them, like, a bed. But Charleston County Detention Center, like, you just sit in a room with, like, these hard-ass plastic chairs that are bolted to the ground. <laughs> and they, they, the guards yell at you if you lay down on the chairs, but they yell at you if you stand up. So you have to stay sitting, like, straight up. So like, Why? That just that- seems... It's like Fuck? borderline torture, like not yeah, actual. Yeah. I mean, there's not, there's no way to sleep. There's, yeah, it's not intense like, torture, but like that's just psychologically damaging, I guess. You know? 
Yeah, I mean, like, you're just, like, you just have to sit there and watch the Halloween movies that they play. Or <laughs> what? what? They're, yeah, like, the I mean, Michael Myers Halloween movies. It was actually Michael Myers. <laughs> they, the were playing, they were playing a Michael Myers um, Halloween marathon on the TV. Was and it was like, around Halloween, or did they just play that all yeah, day? Yeah, 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 it was around Halloween. <laughs> okay, I was like, oh, they just really <laughs> like horror movies in the Charleston County Jail. Charleston City? Charleston Jail, I guess. Yeah, Charleston County. So so I watched some great flicks. We watched watched Saw, and we watched uh, (laughs) The Hills Have Eyes, and we watched like three Halloween movies. What the fuck? (laughs) I mean, at least you weren't ass-raped in a prison shower, but (laughs) what the fuck? At least I wasn't ass raped in the prison shop. It's always well, a silver lining. <laughs> but yeah, so like I would, I just sat there for like literally like sixteen hours watching Halloween movies and talking to the random people in in Charleston County Jail. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> what were some other ones in there for? Um. <laughs> so there was. You could always like. You could always tell like. So when they let someone into the room. Um, they let them in like one at a time because they have to like process yeah. them. So every time someone, every time someone new walked in, I would if I talked to them, I'd ask them. But like most of the time, I would just like I would just kind of guess. But like <laughs> all the all the white people in there were in there for DUI, and all the black people in there were just like it was just all random shit. Like one dude, like mostly like drug offense. So. But yeah, like. Oh, and if you've ever heard, if you've been to Charleston, you know what a Geechee accent is. And yeah. They, they all talk like that. <laughs> I don't know and what the fuck that is. What is that like? Jay, you'll have to look it up on YouTube later. I, I literally can't, like, I could not replicate the accent. I, I can't either. I know exactly what he's talking about. There's no way how I could imitate it. I used to be able to. I used to be able to, like, because, like, when I was down in Charleston, I heard it so much that, like, I mean, like you, you start to pick it up. I used to that? be able to imitate it, but I can't do it anymore. Yeah, Jay, just guess how to spell it, and it'll come up. There's it's, probably a I bunch think of it's D E E C A G. That's what I thought too. Yeah. Can you like play an audio clip in this? <laughs> yeah, you can. Let's see. Let me find a video. Gichi one oh Gichi accent challenge. What the? Okay, so this is like a ghetto accent. No, no, no. It's like it's it's a Gullah accent is what it is. It's it's like it's what you get when you cross Gullah in English. No idea what the fuck Gullah. What's going on, y'all boy? We the Geechee Experience. Geechee Experience. Wait, so do I play that? Video or... No, I'm, I'm. Accent tag challenge video, however you call it. Where'd you so, hey, we gonna dive straight into it's that in... thing. The first the question thing. is: Turn up state your name. We name us. Akua, where your name is? Cross. Second one, where you I'm from? Sorry, I'm I'm from Charleston. I'm from the chat. I can't find What it. is it called when someone throws toilet paper is it in a house? What do you call that? Yes. That's a TP for real. What is that bubbly carbonated drink called? We call it. I can't hear whatever it's playing, but whatever. What term do you Turn it off. What do you call them? So, that's a trick question. It depends on what kind of gym shoes you got Oh, wait, here it is, now. yeah. Because if you got them some Air Force Ones or Nike suits, we call them thing woes. Might be woes, might be sneaker, might be shoes. You just depend. Next you one. Can't really hear what do you call your grandparents? I call my grandmama granny and my granddaddy granddaddy. Pretty much. How would you call them? Yeah. What do you call the things where wheels used to carry groceries in the supermarket? Tell them what you call that thing right there, right there. A buggy. That's a buggy. <laughs> That's a buggy. Y'all boy call that thing that cart. So y'all, this thing kind of fool up. It said, do you want to be a wizard or a vampire? I guess what you have to be like, do you want to be strong. a crab or a polywall? I, be, wow. I can say a crab because okay. if y'all boys start flexing, I... okay, that's yeah, I'm that's look more to that later. Jay, that was not a very strong. Um, like it, it can get a lot no. less intelligible than that. Like a lot harder to understand. <laughs> I'm gonna look that up later. That is interesting. But it's like it's weird because like in Charleston, like is the only place where people have Geechee accents. Maybe like Savannah, Georgia, too. But sort of sounds like. It is, yeah. It's a mixture of uh, 
like African languages, English and French. What that is so there's a whole YouTube channel dedicated to it. Geechee X. Okay, whatever. Continue your story. <laughs> oh. Um I don't even remember where I was in this story. Fuck. So you were in the prison, there were some people coming in, some of them had Geechee accents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I was just answering Porter's question about like what other people were in for. But yeah, it was mostly DUIs or like drug charges. Huh. So a lot of other nonviolent offenses. I mean, DUIs are, are a little bit different, but drug offenses, I mean. And but yeah, like DUIs. I mean, I can't agree with like that being enforced like by the government, but like DUIs actually like aren't good. Like people really do kill people in drunk driving crashes a lot. Yeah, the specific way in which it's enforced isn't isn't really defensible, but um, but you know, in a private law society, you'd have different private road owners setting rules and stuff. It'd be a lot more efficient, a lot more um, actually targeted towards real like victim, like crimes with victims. That is. Yeah, and I feel like um, I feel like I feel like most like roads would be um I feel like most private road owners would enforce that because like drunk drivers really do kill a lot of people. And yeah, of course they wouldn't allow that on a private road, but I mean, like I don't know if y'all have ever tried to drive drunk, but it's really fucking hard. I have <laughs> not, not because I like my car, so I stay I mean, away like, from it when I'm drunk. See like I've literally only driven it I've literally only driven my car like sorta of buzzed and even that is like extremely difficult. I, I hope you didn't go far. But. Do you remember after? <laughs> yeah, no, no. <laughs> I do remember after a tailgate. All, all I was drinking was like Bud Light that day, so I was pretty fucking sober at the end to drive home. <laughs> oh, that was wild. A... Okay, I also found it interesting. Find it interesting that they would be willing to take him to jail for something so trivial like that, like for trespassing. And I think it's indicative of uh, the way our uh, so-called justice system works where it's not the actual victim who presses charges but a, a third party that's uh you know technically completely uninterested in the crime and so i doubt the church would have wanted to take baz to a literal cage for trespassing on their uh, on their property or or the school for that matter but like just because they're uh, a, a public uh, law enforcement agency you know part and of the it's Go insane ahead. because Baz was willing to leave. Like, he wasn't putting up a fight or anything. He was willing to move a couple of feet off of the school's property. Yeah, and exactly. Still... That, that response it... isn't proportional at all. We talked about no. this a little bit um, in the Ahmaud Arbery episode when we well, talked about his I case. Discussed, I discussed it with Striding and Andrew. You disappeared. Well, yeah, I, I wasn't there for that part. But, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, when the principle of proportionality applies... It, to true private property you can't just shoot someone in the back for uh, like when they're you know walking off your private property you have to give them a you know a legitimate amount of time to get off after you ask them to and that, that, that is like the basis of like most end cap memes are just like <laughs> <laughs> shooting people for being on your private property or yeah and it's yeah, but it's like in reality, no. If somebody's walking on your property, you can't just shoot them. Like <laughs> flat out, <laughs> it's not proportional at all. Like, oh, somebody tripped on your property. Well, sorry, kid. There goes your head. It, it, it makes no. me think about that scene from Home Alone, where he goes. Uh, I think he says like, "You have ten seconds to get out of here," or something along those lines. And he goes one, two, ten, and then he just blasts them. Yeah. <laughs> And I feel like but that's yeah, one of the um, questions you asked me early on, too. Like, when we say private property is absolute, we don't mean you can do anything you want to defend it. We mean that your rights are absolute, but your defense is proportional. Yeah, so... And I, like, I feel like police should operate under the same, like, guys. Like, but... I mean, like... Because, like, if someone, like... 
like like for say like property crimes like stealing like i i don't think imprisoning people really like i mean sure it punishes them and it and it and it sort of stops them from wanting to steal again but at the same time like the person that got stolen from isn't isn't getting anything getting anything out of it but like some sort of system where they worked for the person they stole from had to some, some shut up Mark. but yeah some sort of system that um would be i mean it would just be a lot more like, proportional and it would it would make property crimes a lot less common i feel like because like a lot of people are just like used to jail like, a lot of people go in and out of jail and they just don't care and like <laughs> just like when they get out of jail they're just like yeah now i can steal shit until i get caught again like that's their mindset like, well yeah because you have a record once you get out so hey what the yeah, fuck are you gonna like, come back to nobody's gonna hire like when you I, like when nobody's I gonna in, like you when i was in charleston county like there's this kid and when they let this kid into the, all the guards groaned because they're like why are you back here we let you out two days ago <laughs> <laughs> yeah anyway, the so the punitive yeah. system as opposed to a restorative justice system, just doesn't work at all. No, it does not. So, Baz, I got a question for you. Now that you're in the anarchist sphere for the last couple of years, what is your take on anarcho-communists? I could go <laughs> off about anarcho-communists. Go off. Uh, I was, I was, I was actually debating one on Instagram, and that's I never like, fun. <laughs> I know it's it's really really frustrating because like. As much, like, he just would not accept the fact that, like, I, I said, the entrepreneur in a business takes all of the risk because he has to buy all of the capital. He has to put in all the investment, and the worker has no risk. And this guy is like, imagine thinking that the entrepreneur takes all the risk. Clown emoji. And that was, like, his refute. But, like, every time I try to make any sort of point, along those lines he was just like no that's not true imagine thinking surplus value isn't stealing but i mean like he was he was especially a little autistic or whatever but like there's some like there's some anarcho communists that like can actually debate and like make a little bit more sense but like even the most coherent ones talk to like their ideology is it's just not like it's not realistic. There's no other way to put it. Like, there's no. Well, a it's it's. I don't think it's anarchism because I mean their whole idea is like workers' councils would would like run the the economy. I guess. So like they're they're and I mean they're I mean like that's pretty much the same thing as minarchism, but like with a little bit different system. <laughs> that's a spicy take <laughs> i mean i mean it is like yeah it is it's, it's a small government but it's just it's just like a different type of government it's but, totally um, not a hierarchy because we made it bro <laughs> <laughs> we say we're anarchists so it's not a which the ugliest much- flag the ugliest flag i've seen was minarcho communism what are what are their colors? Minarchism always has blue in it, so it's like light blue and dark red, and it was fucking nasty. You cut out what colors was it? You said red and blue. Yeah, red and like light blue. It was fucking disgusting. Okay, well, beside the fact that their flags are ugly, they they also <laughs> <laughs> and they they also argue for coercion against peaceful people, so. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I, I think we can forgive them for their ugly flags if they just, you know, stop killing people that don't, you know. I don't know, man. Don't ugly flag or violation of the nap. Okay, y'all got me way off top. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's <laughs> cool. Yeah, We're just kind of um, rolling with it. But yeah, like anarchic. Like I've like I've talked to this kid I went to high school with, um, Jackson. You, do you do you remember Jackson? I know exactly who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. So like he's like an anarcho-communist. Like 
I've talked to him like a lot about it, like trying to explain like our views and trying to understand what the fuck he thinks society would like. And basically all I got out of him was like that society would run off of workers' councils. But like every time I asked, like I, I probably asked him five or six times, if workers' councils were how society ran, would those workers' councils have the power to coerce peaceful people? Or could someone that was not violating the property rights or the natural rights of the workers' council or anyone in it, could that person go do whatever they want? Would they be forced to conform to the workers' council says? And he just, like, he didn't really answer the question because, I mean, he knew the answer. He, he knew that he... he he kind of admitted that they would have to use coercion, but like he like justified it because he was like, "Well, the workers would would have like the the, the workers would be like in charge, so they wouldn't they wouldn't oppress people because they've been oppressed." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're not very interested in rights or coercion exactly. or any of that shit. <laughs> and um, yeah, because history has always shown that oppressed people, when they get power never do anything bad with it, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just like the Russian Revolution. And yeah. <laughs> or the Jews. Um, but yeah, like, so he just like, so when, that I, part out. when I told him, like, I was like, so if the workers' councils can't use coercion, you just agree with the same thing I agree. You just think that if there was an anarcho-capitalist society, you and your, you and your communist friends would go off and start a commune. <laughs> and in said commune, y'all could all choose to obey whatever whatever laws or whatever shit you come up with. And, I mean, like, if y'all starve, that's, that's your thing. You can starve if you want to. But, like, Jackson just, like, Jackson just wouldn't, um, he just wouldn't admit, like, that that's, like, not... It's, it's just not feasible. Um, I kind of lost my train of thought again. It's I, always funny talking to Ancoms because they're like whole books debunking their um, philosophy and stuff. Like people have spent hundreds of thousands of hours probably um, in total like, like working to debunk these people's ideas. And all you have to do is really just ask them like two questions and it does the same thing. <laughs> uh, I'll just get out. Uh, but yeah, like he, um, and he, but like when I, when I told him this, I was like, so y'all could just go start a commune in an anarcho-capitalist society and it would be the same things. Yeah. Um, you just stop right here. But, um, but he, he, he just kept saying shit about how, like, the fact that there was money, like, would make it so it, it didn't work or something, something, something along the lines of like money wouldn't be re in a real anarcho-communist it's just like money wouldn't be a thing like we wouldn't think about money the same way we do now and i'm like okay so like would would any free market would anyone trade anything on the would i want to get the bank speaking of money <laughs> ah yeah but we all know money is the
said like money wouldn't be a thing. And I'm like, okay, so would the workers' councils control all trades? Like if Billy Bob Joe to give um Ricky his I don't know. I can't think of any example trade. Think of a good. Ricky has some Dr Pepper and he wants to trade it for some crack. Like, would the workers' council <laughs> have to approve that trade, or would they? Could they just like barter on their own? And he was like, "Well, people could barter." On their own. And I'm like, well, "How would the economy just a barter system?" And there's a reason people created money in the even before there were like actual it's like even Native Americans use like beads and shit. They're like, yeah, exactly. I mean, money is a, a natural phenomenon that comes from human exchange. It doesn't have to be created by a government. And, and they just think that they, they just don't believe that. That's the problem with debating anarcho-communists, and that's why I really like, don't think... I, I don't think there's really a point in us trying to convert them, is because, like, their, fundam- their fundamental ideas are just so much different that it, it's just impossible to convince them of anything. Because, like... I mean, it's it's like trying to convince someone like where where a star is gonna go, or like something about like space. If they think the Earth is flat and the Sun goes around, what do you mean think the Earth is flat? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, but but you understand my like yeah. But 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 yeah, like it's it's like trying to convince someone of, of something along those lines about like how based objects but their fundamental ideas about the universe are so different that it just couldn't work you could talk about how a year is how long it takes the earth to go around the sun but they don't believe that it goes around the sun that doesn't work. i mean it's the same way with i can talk about how peaceful people bad and that shouldn't do that even if it means i mean like we think coercion of peaceful people is bad, like they think the stealing of surplus value is bad, and they would rather have people than the stealing of surplus value. So, like, huh. yeah. Huh. Yeah. Well, sir? If... <laughs> oh, there we go. This is going to be a fun one for me. Yeah, Jay. Uh, the big tube machine is. Have you guys ever want to like stick your dick into the tube machine? No, what's wrong with you? I listen. I'm just saying. It's a thought that just came to mind. It's what the fuck is going on there? I don't even know what's happening on Baz's side. <laughs> I'm I'm at the bank. Yeah, there's a siren. Can you tell we're professional? Can you tell we're professional podcasters? What? Are you saying kidding, we're not, not a professional, professional. We don't. Podcaster? Neither are we. We don't get paid for this. <laughs> but listen, I'm just saying, I've never thought about it until now, but like that thing, it's like a vacuum. So if you ever thought about sticking your dick in a vacuum, it's like an even stronger vacuum. <laughs> okay, sorry, Porter, I shouldn't bring that up to you. You never even thought about sticking your dick in a girl, so. Well, what do you mean I haven't thought about it? <laughs> hey, y'all stop, look... Bushido, y'all stop Bushido from playing music. He can't. He's not on the voice channel. Hello? <laughs> Hi, yes, we're here. You there? <laughs> Didn't know Baz was multitasking this whole time. Can y'all hear me? Yeah, yeah. Hear yeah. You. Oh, wait. Hello? Hello? Yeah? What did y'all just say? I couldn't hear you. Nothing, we're waiting for you. Oh, do y'all hear me? Do y'all hear me say Bushido tried to Rick roll us? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. Are we are we back to are we, are we back to recording? Were we recording the whole time? Yeah. Yes, I can't pause this. 
no. I... All right, hold on, hold on, hold on. All right, take two. Go on. Okay, I'm so going to ask the question. If MCOMs aren't worth convincing, then, uh, but you said you have convinced a few other people, uh, what have you done? Like, that's been successful. Um, so, like, I really focus on an emphasis on, like, not coercing peaceful people because, I mean, I think that's, like, it's kind of the baseline of of the libertarian values. So, like, that's, I, I generally explain that first, and I like to use um, the sentence, um, like, a, a real concise way of explaining what we believe is, I believe that the free market can provide everything the government can, but better and more efficiently. In, including police um, and court systems. Wait, so is the free market better at killing brown kids? I mean, obviously it would be <laughs> if we wanted to kill brown kids. <laughs> I mean, like, if, if, if people wanted to kill a bunch of brown kids, the free market would be much more efficient at it than the government. <laughs> <laughs> can we add that to the soundboard? Yet? I like that take. Marshall, yes. Marshall is sitting right next to me. <laughs> is there somebody else there too? What the fuck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's Marshall and he's Indian. <laughs> I didn't. Marshall is a brown kid. All right, Marshall. Marshall, can you hear me? No, I'm not in this podcast. <laughs> I know you. You can fucking hear me, asshole. The free market is coming for you, man. <laughs> Watch your six. We got shooters. Speaking of the free market, we're on our way to get some dab pins right now. <laughs> That's hey, black Baz, That actually that reminded me. All right, but yeah, like I just like. Oh, you saying? can go ahead first. Uh, no, nah, you should go first because like I, I I wasn't like exactly sure what I was gonna talk about. It could be like a right. I was gonna say. Oh, we got a surprise guest here to rickroll us. Oh, he's gone. <laughs> Stupid fucking but, Dutchman. <laughs> I was gonna say that uh, your comments about the the free market, like including police and courts, reminds me of the time in econ like two years ago when uh, the teacher asked for an example of monopoly, and I said the court system. <laughs> <laughs> what 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 was his response to that? He's like, uh, yeah, I guess you're technically right, but I was looking for something different. <laughs> you said, I, I wish you would have said the monopoly on violence. <laughs> that would have been better, yeah. <laughs> the monopoly on killing brown kids. <laughs> Me and Marshall are laughing about the fact that Coach Menace definitely does not understand anything like this. Like, I don't even know if Coach Manis really understood what he was supposed to be teaching. <laughs> he just wanted to coach baseball. That was it. <laughs> the way you're saying it, it sounds like Coach Menace, and I'm just thinking yeah, of Andrew as a coach. Like a... <laughs> I could totally imagine no, was... Andrew as a high school yeah, coach. Yeah. That'd be amazing. He'd be a great coach. Yeah, he was, a, he was a good teacher, but he just really didn't like give a fuck about what he was teaching. <laughs> but that's kind like of teachers. <laughs> But oh. yeah, like, um, just go, like, right. Uh, but yeah, like, I, um, so I talk about that, and then, and generally the question I get after that is, like, monopolies are poor people, and I normally answer that question with, um, e- either of those questions, I answer it with, if the government, if the government would, if, if there was, like, a true free market, um, there would be um there would be i mean like thousands, hundreds of thousands more small businesses than there are today and businesses would hold much less of a market share than they do today because i mean like a majority of monopolies are um packed up and held up by government policies or government favoritism and um there are a lot of barriers to entry for like middle class people to start a business, such as business licenses, um, and um, like business taxes and intellectual property, and uh, I can't think of any other like big ones. Yeah, but and like, that also there, goes there for workers too. It just makes it a lot more expensive to um 
to start a business. And that's like, if there was a line of like, if there's a line dividing the population of who could, who could afford to start a business and that they wanted to, and who could not afford to start a business, that line would be a lot higher up in the like percentage of the population without government. And that alone would make that alone would create so many small businesses that um that there wouldn't need to be laws such as minimum wage or anti monopoly antitrust laws because the free market competition would create and create the an economy where workers had to be paid like a an actual good amount like I, I think I think the minimum wage, like the natural minimum wage would be easily above ten, fifteen dollars an hour if there weren't any government regulations and barriers to entry because there would just be so many more small businesses that they they just couldn't they couldn't pay workers less than that. And that same concept is the reason why there wouldn't be any large monopolies such as Amazon or other, like, I mean, like, that's, that is the most annoying thing that people on the left complain about is Jeff Bezos, Jeff Bezos, Jeff Bezos, Jeff Bezos. I hear that all day long on Twitter, (laughs) on Instagram, every single fucking day. Jeff Bezos is a billionaire. He shouldn't be a billionaire. Billionaire shouldn't exist. Oh, it drives me fucking nuts because like jeff bezos wouldn't be nearly as rich as he was in a free market society but i mean i still i still don't agree with people taking like i mean people people taking the the profits of peaceful people i mean jeff bezos worked his ass off and he survived the dot-com bubble like like a lot of a lot of dot com companies just crashed during that and he managed to get through that. Like he was probably fucking dirt poor during the dot com bubble. Like after that shit crashed, like uh, this man was probably in his, I, I don't actually know the history of Amazon, but like the point is he really did put in a lot of work and a lot of effort and a lot of money to grow Amazon into what it is today. And sure without government it would be a lot smaller of a business, but it still would be a pretty big business because of the convenience of it. Yeah, I mean, there's no doubt they provide a valuable service. Yeah. It's just they would have to control their costs way more than they do now. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so I, I generally, like, that's, like, I'll just, like, I always try and start with something along those lines, like, when I'm talking to people, because, like, those are the main concerns people have is, because like in public school or in school in general they teach us that the industrial revolution caused monopolies like that's just straight up what they tell us they tell us without government there would be monopolies and we would be wage slaves we would look like indonesia or whatever and like (laughs) that's straight up what they tell us in history class that fdr is our fucking savior and that he is (laughs) you know jesus yeah Notable ANCAP nation, Indonesia. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, but yeah, like, so I I generally start with that because like that's like the primary concerns people have, and then different people ask different questions. So I generally just kind of answer the questions as they come after that. But like, I've never really, I've never converted anyone. I mean, other than my little brother, but like, my little brother isn't really like politically minded. He was just like, "Yeah, that makes sense," and he was like, "All right." But like, <laughs> I don't really think he put that much thought into it. Once I explained it to him, he was like, "Yeah, I think that could work," and I'm like, "Okay." <laughs> but um, but yeah, like. Other than that, I've never, like, converted anyone to, like, an actual anarcho-capitalist, but I've definitely put some strong libertarian values in a couple people who formally, like, who I, I feel like I put some great doubt in the socialist status system in a couple people's minds, and I feel like if I kept talking to them, I could convince them. I mean, <laughs> any progress like that is good. Yeah. yeah, that's a lot more than an average person can ask for, so you're doing good work, man. Anyway, I think it's time to start wrapping up here. So yeah, that's about all I've got. Yeah. All right. Uh, well. All right.
I would ask if you have anything to plug, but you never use Politogram, so... Yeah, follow my, um, follow my Politogram, even though I don't use it. Maybe I'll start using it. People follow it. It's, uh... <laughs> fuck, what is it? It's the Jefferson Caliphate, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like <laughs> at Jefferson Caliphate. Like, Caliphate as in, like, the Muslim, Muslim kingdom. <laughs> All right. And oh, with yeah. that, I think we're going to close. Thank you for <laughs> listening to this episode of Insurrection Inc. Thanks, Baz, for being on, and we'll see you next time. Bye.